0: Morena, and welcome to the Dawn Chorus. I'm Bernard Hickey for the Kaka. This is my daily podcast that goes out with an email newsletter to paying subscribers about Aotearoa New Zealand's political economy, focused on housing affordability, climate change and poverty reduction. I spend a lot of time looking at uh, funding arrangements for water infrastructure. And that may sound boring and irrelevant, but actually it is at the nub of everything. We have a housing affordability crisis which causes a poverty crisis and which can only be solved with huge changes to what types of homes we live in, where they are and how we get around when we live in them. And that is all about building new homes. But you've got to remember, no new home is built unless there's a pipe To take away the sewage and deliver drinking water and so the decisions about where and when and how to build water networks is absolutely crucial and we've had a fundamental problem for the last 30 years where the central government in Wellington through the Beehive with both major parties has been the driver of population growth through migration decisions and it is the main major beneficiary of that population growth because all those extra people arriving will spend money and the government the central government collects GST and of course many of them will work and the government collects income tax which provides an incentive for the government to keep increasing the population fast because remember The faster the revenue grows, and if you're able to somehow contain costs, that creates a budget surplus, or at least reduces your deficits. It means you don't have to borrow so much, and it means that you might even have a bit spare spare for some tax cuts, which might get you elected or re-elected. So the incentives are there for the government to encourage population growth. There's another incentive to do it, which is that the government doesn't have to pay much for the infrastructure you need to cope with all those people, it's the councils that have to come up with the capital to build all these water networks, or at least until now. It's become clear to everyone in the last 10 years or so that this is the major restraint on our ability to increase housing supply. Councils, understandably, uh, don't feel that they benefit from population growth, they don't see the GST or the income tax but they're the ones who have to spend all the money on pipes, not only building new ones, but repairing the old ones. And so councils have skimped on repairing the pipes and expanding the pipes, and uh, this is clearly an issue. The previous government thought they had a solution, which was three waters, which was to essentially take the water assets off councils, and put them into so-called standalone bodies that uh, would in theory uh, be completely independent of councils but somehow be owned by councils and they would be able to borrow money on, on their own behalf and set charges on their own behalf and would be able to borrow money at relatively cheap rates because the ratings agencies would give them pseudo government type credit ratings and that the ratings agencies would believe this assurance about politicians not getting their hands on water charges uh, or somehow squeezing investment in water networks and that uh, ratepayers and voters would be okay with this Um, the government itself uh, obviously wanted to avoid having to give a guarantee to ensure that bond investors were repaid if one of these water authorities fell over. And so in effect uh, we were kidding ourselves that we were solving a funding problem without either the Crown, the Government or councils having to guarantee or pay for it. Uh, Of course this was always going to be paid for with water charges uh, and there are major councils that still don't have water meters or charges in there. Essentially, the central government uh, wanted to avoid the blame for water charges, wanted to avoid the, the extra cost in terms of interest, increased interest costs on debt. And of course, councils wanted to be able to say, hey, we were forced to do this by the government. Um, many of the councils, though, were worried that um, their particular water authorities would um, be lumped with the debts Uh, and the dodgy pipes of the next-door neighbours, and so many opposed it. And uh, there was, of course, the political opposition from those who thought this was a Trojan horse to bring in co-governance and somehow to hand over assets and revenues to iwi. Uh, That was not true, in my view. Um, There were flaws with Three Waters, uh, in particular the fudge around funding, which would cost a lot of money. Uh, But uh, at least it was um, broadly agreed by councils and by the ratings agencies and by the government of the day, the Labour government. Of course, Labour lost the election. You could argue partly because of opposition to Three Waters or at least co-governance in Three Waters. I didn't hear many public debates about uh, um, margins for uh, um, municipal debt versus crown debt. But anyway, um, that is... uh, By the by, uh, the election result and the government's decision to include repealing Three Waters and the RMA in its 100-day plan has created huge uncertainty in the sector, to the point now where councils right now are in the process of driving through double-digit rates increases because many of them can't borrow more to uh, spend money on these water networks. Remember, we've got an infrastructure deficit already of $100 billion and it's likely to escalate to a couple hundred billion dollars within a few years because of the strong population growth we've got. And uh, that uh, uncertainty amongst councils has meant they're driving through rates increases of anywhere from 10 to 20%. In fact, um, there's a report this morning that Watercare, the ground control organisation that runs the Water Networks for Auckland Council, Uh, is planning an increase in water charges of 25.8% starting on July the 1st. Again this is because the councils are frustrated that they're not getting any help from the new government either in capital grants or in new revenue tools and that with the repeal of three waters the hopes that some had that that would be the solution is gone. So it's important that we understand whether water infrastructure is being funded and what's happening with it because essentially we don't build lots of houses unless we solve this problem. So the government is repealing three waters it will be repealed by the end of this week and it says it's going to find a replacement uh, local water done well probably by the middle to end of next year. This is a problem its ready fire aim, the government has essentially repealed something that was in place and doesn't have a, 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 an immediate replacement and is trying to uh, shift the blame and the funding back to councils in a way that councils that governments have done for 20 to 30 years. At least with Three Waters it was an attempt to solve the problem, even if it wasn't um, using the Crown's balance sheet to do it, which is how I think it should have done it. So um, we're in a position now where councils are putting up rates at double-digit rates. And as we see in a report that came out yesterday from Standard & Poor's, now the financial grown-ups in this situation are effectively calling bullshit on the government's financing vacuum for water infrastructure. Standard & Poor's yesterday announced that it had downgraded the outlooks for 15 councils to negative from stable and that uncertainty over future financing arrangements caused by the government's repeal of three waters without a replacement means that the borrowing costs of these councils are likely to go up. So this is going to add to the financing pain for councils and likely add to the rates increases. So the government's uh, ambitions of controlling living costs Um, is being directly uh, um, reverted or contested uh, by what's actually happening on the ground with councils. Effectively robbing Peter to pay Paul by stopping spending at the central level and forcing spending out to the councils who then pass that on to ratepayers who are also taxpayers with rates increases doesn't solve an inflation problem. In fact, it makes it worse. And you can tell that by looking at the comments from the Reserve Bank. Last week the Reserve Bank Governor said uh, he was concerned about services inflation, core inflation, domestic inflation, which is coming from the likes of council rates, rent increases, and and other fees and charges that governments central and local are imposing. And that means that mortgage rates are likely to stay higher for longer. We even have one of the big the biggest um, bank ANZ forecasting a rate hike next Wednesday with one more on top of that, and the potential with one uh, particularly uh, interesting scenario for the official cash rate to go up to seven percent, which would see mortgage rates head for ten percent so a government that promised to improve the cost of living and um, get things cracking with lots of house building and motorway building and that sort of thing, has effectively frozen the funding system because it wants to save its own money and in effect is pushing that cost directly out to consumers in the form of higher rates and keeping mortgage rates higher for longer. Have a look at the comments from Standard & Poor's in today's email newsletter, which quotes from three reports that Standard & Poor's have gotten out and which I've gotten hold of, which gives you a sense of what the financial grown-ups in this situation think of the repeal of Three Waters without a replacement in the creation of a financing vacuum. That means we're not going to solve our housing affordability crisis anytime soon by building lots and lots of extra new houses. In effect, we are choosing low government debt, high rates increases, high, but high mortgage rates and in effect uh, not solving the problem in the long run. I'm Bernard Hickey, that was today's Dawn Chorus for the Kaka, uh, paid for by paying subscribers and I welcome any suggestions from them about opening this up. kaki kite anō.